Old Fashioned Football on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Hey, what's up? This is Sam Acho, and you're listening to Old Fashioned Football. Old-fashioned football. You make this deal right now, you pancake-eating mother... All right, deal! Welcome, welcome to Old Fashioned Football, a special on location at the Foundry Distilling episode with two different distillers. Miranda, we've been looking forward to this one for a while, haven't we? Yeah, we sure have. We are at the Foundry in West Des Moines, Iowa. It was started by Scott Bush, who was the founder of Templeton Rye, which many of our listeners have probably heard of or hopefully have tried. But the Foundry has a lot of different unique offerings for a distillery, and we're going to get into more of that here in a little bit. Yeah, very unique. We're sitting with Brian and Brandon, distillers at the Foundry. But before we get into whiskey and your guys' background, let's talk a little NFC South because we just had a uh, episode on the NFC South. Yes, and Brandon, since you're a Panthers fan, we're going to pick on you a little bit here because <laughs> oh, yeah. we definitely – Spend some time talking about the Panthers and what their season is going to be looking like here. We didn't say all bad things, though. So. <laughs> <laughs> no. Well, no. <laughs> so being a fan, just to get us started here, how did you feel about them trading DJ Moore along with future picks and then selecting a younger quarterback with Bryce Young? Being a Panthers fan, I grew up in Carolina. That's I was born right when the team was started, so I, that's all I've known. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I don't really have anything else to go off of, but I'm just happy to see the team doing something different. Sure. Because mm-hmm. for, I don't know, probably 10 years, they just off-season would go and there'd be crickets and, all right, we got the same guys. <laughs> Let's do the same thing. So I don't know. Just happy to see, just happy to see them do something different. Um, it sucks to see guys that you really like and have grown accustomed to seeing in black and blue for – couple years mm-hmm. uh dj Moore specifically he kind of he's just a good dude around charlotte so mm-hmm. a lot of stuff when i see back home is really cool to see him like in the community or whatnot but it'll suck to see him go but i'm glad they're doing something different trying new things and new management new coaching is it's a lot better than what i've been seeing <laughs> <laughs> now you've, you've kind of listened to us before so you know i've picked on bryce young a little bit yeah i saw something yesterday on the internet that said you know he's very intelligent he's a very precise thrower he's athletic as long as they don't need him to change a light bulb or they lose <laughs> him in the couch cushions <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, he's, I a, he's a little guy <laughs> I, I saw that and i was like oh i have to bring that up yeah <laughs> yeah he's i'm excited to see what he has to bring mm-hmm. uh like you said he's very intelligent he's yeah. he's willing to work and from all the interviews and stuff that I've seen him talking to the coaches about, like Frank Reich, he said he's very willing to learn, very willing to 
to work as hard as anybody else in the building. He's, I saw an article today, actually, that he was had a chat with Tom Brady about his work ethic and just what set him apart and how he can take little like Jim stones from, from those little yeah. conversations and apply them to his role with the Panthers. Now it's, nice. I'm excited. I'm nice. I'm a lot, I'm feeling a lot better than before the draft and <laughs> him actually sure. being in the building. Whatnot. Sure. And Brian, we aren't trying to leave you out. We know you're a, uh, a Ravens fan. So we'll kind of, Touch on them, maybe come back if you guys let us for the AFC North. And we'll talk about the Ravens a little bit. But I got to ask, keep asking about the Panthers here. Were you upset to see a player like Christian McCaffrey get traded, or was it almost a relief because of his injury history? Yeah, I think it's it's kind of both, both honestly. Yeah. Um, I've been a fan of him since before he was with Carolina when he was at Stanford, and I I knew that he was a special player. Yeah. I think everybody did, honestly. <laughs> so everybody was kind of like, oh, if we get him, it's, it's going to be uh-huh. bad news for everybody else. But I, the Panthers, when they had him, they just used him way too much. I yes. think there was at one point midway of the season, if not last year, the year before that, that he was on the field for 90% of the snaps. And it's, yeah. as good as he is, it's mm-hmm. hard It's hard on somebody's body to I, do that. I like We kind of talked about this too, like the Panthers – they're really they rely on the run, and so they did. They used CMC. He was their workhorse, and yep. that kind of leads like me into our next thing. We talked a lot. Like I think we were in agreement. Correct me if I'm wrong, <laughs> but from looking at the Panthers' offense, I know they did acquire Bryce Young, but I think one of the biggest things that will help them this year is um, Miles Sanders. Yeah, going over to them. Oh yeah. How do you feel about them <laughs> having I, him? <laughs> I'm excited to see what not only Miles Sanders can mm-hmm. do. He he was so good, so reliable with the Eagles last year, mm-hmm. and we we saw where they ended up last year. Not saying that the Panthers are going to be there by any <laughs> any shot of the imagination, but just seeing that he's he's made a deep playoff run. He's been mm-hmm. there. A lot of the guys on the Panthers team haven't even seen the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. so. Having a guy that's steady, that is a good team player, he doesn't need the ball as much, but when he does touch the ball, he's going to be – he's going to run. He's going to try and run through guys mm-hmm. down their throat. Um, but also, Andy Dalton, veteran guy, maybe not the flashiest, sexiest guy on the field, but mm-hmm. he's he's seen success. He's seen dismal performances by either himself or the rest of the team. Like, But he's – a good veteran guy that Bryce Young can talk to. Yeah. That can, he can ask him, okay, how do you deal with this on the field? How do you handle, how did you handle this three years ago versus now? Mm-hmm. And even off field stuff, because Andy Dalton doesn't really get in trouble off field. So <laughs> hopefully we can, I don't think Bryce Young is that kind of guy, but you know, you never know what, mm-hmm. yeah, what a pro status can do. But as Bears fans, we don't have much nice things <laughs> to say about Andy Dalton. <laughs> but that's right. <laughs> Half the league, right? <laughs> he's been he's been around the country a little bit, yeah. but he's he's still a good guy. Yeah, no, you know we, they are a young team, but you're right in the fact that they brought in Dalton Sanders, Adam Thielen. These are guys that they have a lot of experience and should be able to help balance out that youth and help kind of guide them. And they're they're all good dudes too. Mm-hmm. They're all guys that I think will be good mentors to the younger guys. Last Panthers question. 
I know as a Bears fan, uh, my expectations are always way higher than they ever end up being. What are your expectations for the Panthers this year? Starting small, take care of the division, first of all. I'd, mm-hmm. Looking at the schedule, I think manageable nine to ten wins. Yeah, I think that wins the division, honestly. Ten wins. If you get ten wins in the NFC South, you're probably going to win the division, right. judging how mm-hmm. last year Bucks won at eight and nine and the other three teams were at 7-10. So yeah. taking care of the division, trying to go 6-0 and against those rivals, I think that's what everybody wants to do. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think I saw odds makers have them at seven, seven-ish wins on the season. So I'm going to hammer the over <laughs> yes. for sure. As with my heart and my brain, I'm going to do that. <laughs> well, I mean, I think that's a good bet if you think about what we just talked about with the Falcons. I don't think they have – whole lot to offer aside from Bijan Robinson. And the Bucks are the, gonna take a huge step back. Yeah, yeah. I think the Bucks are gonna be terrible. <laughs> so really it's if they can beat the Saints. The Saints. I have a lot of I don't know the Saints seem to be Saints like I'm not a big Saints <laughs> fan. I'm not a fan of the Saints. I just like what they're doing. <laughs> I like how they're shaping up. Not to go against your Panthers. Oh it's fine. That's <laughs> fine. <laughs> All right, real quick before we continue, we got to give a shout out to our sponsor. Have you signed up for Edge Boost yet? If not, you're missing out. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now, pay later programs, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply deposit funds into your account and Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can. Use two times the funds on any legal sports betting site. And Edge currently offers up to $2,500 in advances, up to $2,500 you can add to your bankroll. My Edge Boost double down play of the day is, I'm going to go with Brandon and say Panthers over uh, seven and a half, eight, whatever it's at, take the over. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 20 year old. 21 or older to use only valid in legal gambling states, problem gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right. Let's talk a little bit about fantasy football because we talked with you guys before we met today and you both have played fantasy football. So you guys can rock, paper, scissors, or however you decide who answers <laughs> first. Um, but uh, yeah, what kind of strategies do you, do you follow? Do you always go like running back first? Do you take the best player? Do you just wing it? How do you, how do you guys approach your drafts? Uh, I think it, for me, it just depends on what the market looks like and mm-hmm. what my pick is. If if I've got like a higher pick in the first round, I'm looking at, okay, wide receiver, running back, what's the better return? Who do I think might get hurt? Who do I think might have a better supporting cast, whether it's a quarterback for a receiver or even an offensive line for a running back? Like what's the what's the way out? So if it's, I think this year, there's a couple receivers that are top two, top three, and the back out of the top 10 is more so running backs, but they're pretty good running backs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> so it just depends on where you're at in the draft and uh, the draft order. But at the end of the day, it's kind of wherever you're at in the draft is kind of how you strategize. I don't go running back necessary or mm-hmm. it's just kind of mm-hmm. how I'm placed. Yeah. How about you? 
Oh, there's no strategy. <laughs> Just wing it. Just em- embrace chaos. Embrace chaos. Love it. That's, that kind of describes how some of our yeah. some of our leagues go. Leagues go. They're yeah. just it's chaos. We have one guy in our league that never fails. He always drafts four quarterbacks. You can only start one. We're, it's not a super flex. <laughs> it, yeah. And it, yeah, four quarterbacks. It always pisses me off. Yeah. Trade yeah. bait. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and we're exactly. and we're doing auction too. So like, I don't want. I don't feel like bidding up on my backup quarterback just to get a backup because this guy is taking four. Right. <laughs> my question for you guys, do you have any um, favorite type of fantasy format or style of a league? What um, is there like auction or a or... unique format that you've done that you really like, or Are you guys just missionary? Is it like it's standard? <laughs> 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 like, are you just doing your normal, like, Snake drafts, no keeper leagues. Like, what? What's what do you guys do, and what's your favorite format for a? I mean, I, I've always done like just vanilla snake drafts, vanilla. but uh, <laughs> I'm extremely interested in kind of the new uh, elimination style. Yeah. That sounds the guillotine. The, the guillotine. <laughs> thank you. Yeah, that sounds yes. like so fun to me because it just brings like this whole new layer of strategy to mm-hmm. it that I think would be super fun. For sure, I've been in probably three or four different types of leagues Mm -hmm. i i'm in my second year of going into a keepers league so i'm learning the trade block we've got our like rookie draft in a couple weeks Mm -hmm. yeah so i looking at my roster it's pretty bad (laughs) (laughs) half half of my guys are either injured reserve or just not worth anything uh but then also a couple snake traps i'd I think I did one that was a couple years ago. It was offensive and defensive mm-hmm. players. Mm-hmm. And it was like a 50-round draft. Ooh, it wow. took like four hours. I was not. It was like many defensive players? It, like... Every position, yeah. Okay. You could oh draft like four defensive linemen, five linebackers. It wow. was, yeah, I, I was lost after <laughs> round 12. So I, that, that is the least favorite yeah. Of my of my favorite leagues. <laughs> we have a, a league we do. We've been doing it more than maybe 10 years. Ever since we were out of college, just with all of our college friends, and we just call it the fun league. It's a free league, and whoever wins it gets to do whatever they want. They're the commissioner for the next year. And we've done where, like, you have to draft a head coach. Now, that's, like, I, I know nothing about this. <laughs> like, I'm not going to. I didn't really do all like, that year, points. like, for the head coach position. I yeah. didn't. It was just weird. It was weird. You get points based on their win-loss record uh-huh. and how many offensive yards the offense has or outgains the other team, things like that. Yeah, was, that one was yeah. a – I don't remember who was running it, and they threw that in. I'm like, really? <laughs> um, we did – yeah, the defensive – we just did, like, one defensive player right. once. Um, I think it would be a whole different game when you have to draft every right. position. We got a guy at SGP that runs – just defense mm-hmm. leagues, no offensive players. Whoa. Yeah, just defense. And that's that's his, a lot. <laughs> that's his thing. He loves uh, just the defensive players. That I prefer the offense, but mm-hmm. that's just me. Yeah. Yeah. Do you guys have any top targets this year? Brian uh, doesn't. He's just winging it. He's just winging it. <laughs> Brian. If you had a <laughs> um, aside from a couple Panthers guys, I try not to go too heavy on one team. Yeah. Um, but I really, really am interested to see, like we were chatting about Bijan Robinson. He's either mm-hmm. going to be very top tier or he's, it's going to be a bust for mm-hmm. how much everybody's on him. Agreed. Um, so I, I saw a stat 
said the six running backs that were taken in the last two drafts, top 10, all six of them had finished in the top 15 of fantasy points. And three of them were in the top five. So that's a lot on his shoulders if he can handle right. it. Mm-hmm. I, Atlanta's going to use him a lot. So he's going to get the the reps, but we'll see if he can rack up the yards and whatnot. But other than that, I really like um, – I want to see what Cooper Cup does. I know he's high on the list, mm-hmm. but if he can get over his injuries, yeah, I think that'll be a win if he can just start at least 15 games. Sure. That'll be, that'll be all right. Yeah. How about you? So, first off, I do not buy the B. John Robinson hype. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just going to throw that out there. If you guys can all make fun of me at the end of the no. season, if I'm wrong, like, I, well, I think we, he's going to be we good. Got into it earlier. I can't, I can't put him in like a top five. No, I, I think, can't. like especially in auction, so he's valued at forty three dollars right now of a two hundred dollar budget. Of a two hundred dollar budget, and I absolutely no, I I know you said that, but I absolutely see people going spending that or more on him. Absolutely, like he's way hyped up. He is going to go. So it's a matter of are you going to spend that kind of money in an auction league on him or are you going to let somebody else have him and see how he turns out? But You were on the fence. I was on the fence. I'm a, I'm a no. It's the Falcons, though. Like, I don't know. They're going to the run fence. the ball a lot, mm-hmm. but, you know, they got Tyler Allgaier, Cordell Patterson, Caleb Huntley, and Bijan. So it's going to be – Allgaier and Huntley are young guys. They They're are. still going to get carries. And if I'm a defensive team or a defensive coach – I'm loading that box and making Desmond Ritter beat me, right? Like, because I don't have much faith in Desmond Ritter personally. So I think that's going to affect their run game because you don't have to account for the pass that much. But that's just my thoughts. And if they, you know, with having that many running backs who they can, we see so many teams doing this shared running backs where they're Mm -hmm. sharing time. So I wonder how much, like, that's where I'm hesitant with him is how much time on the field is he going to have to share with the other yeah. Running backs on the team. Falcons are probably one of the worst teams he could have landed on <laughs> fantasy football wise. Like, I, I so, just feel like I don't know, but I'm excited about him. But I, yeah. it's like I'm really, I'm on the fence. So that's all right. Me. So not not uh, Bijan. Who, who do you like besides Lamar? I do like Lamar. <laughs> I'm super high on uh, Justin Jefferson. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's if there's one guy that I feel like I have to have on my team, it's probably him. Would you draft him with the first pick? Not to put you on the spot. Oof. First overall? Yeah. Oof. That'd be tough. Yeah. Uh, maybe. Yeah. I've seen him go first mm-hmm. overall in some drafts. And I, I think mean, he, he finished, he was first, right. finished first. And once you get the separation between those top wide receivers to the other guys, I think he might be worth it. Mm-hmm. Especially, like you said, more running backs are kind of hitting this committee approach. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. No, I. I'm a big fan of Jefferson, even though he's on the Vikings. Still, I don't think it's a bad first pick overall. <laughs> no, I don't. All right, we gotta do one more shout out to our sponsor. Shady Rays is teaming up with the SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays has you covered from the sun of the slopes, premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures. If you lose or break your pair, even on day one, they told us they will send you a brand new pair, no questions asked. That's right. Say you're down at the foundry, been drinking a little too bit much, and you're getting an argument over Bijan Robinson and whether he's going to be <laughs> a top back or not. Somebody decks you right in the face because they also had too much whiskey. No questions asked. They're going to replace your sunglasses for free. 
If you don't love them, exchange for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. There's no risk when you shop with Shady Rays. Their team always has your back. And for our international listeners, Shady Rays has you covered as well with shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and the United Kingdom. Go to ShadyRays.com and use promo code SGPN for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And remember, May is almost over, so make sure you take your receipt to SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. This is Jim Miller, former Chicago Bears quarterback. Now, back to old-fashioned football. All right, now for the football Let's talk about some whiskey, but yes, before we get into the here. <laughs> yeah, before we get into the foundry, um, which we'll kind of get into, it's very unique as far as the options that that you guys have. But before that, can each of you give a little bit of background on how you got here, got into distilling whiskey? Yeah, so I was a brewer for five years before I got into distilling. Mm-hmm. I've been here for uh, about a year and a half now, basically. Got into the industry after college. I was uh, I was actually bartending at a brew pub. Yeah. Ended nice. up getting a full-time job in the brewery. Uh, and just kind of the rest is history from there. And I think I read on your guys' website that you were going to be going to law school, right? Uh, I did. Yeah. I, I did <laughs> contemplate law school. Yeah. I, I had a letter of intent at all that. And yeah. just uh, one day it was time to either pack my bags or brew beer and Beer one. Beer one. <laughs> Beer one today. How about you, Brandon? Um, I am not as quite exciting as Brian's story. Um, I've kind of jumped around in my life the past few years. I traveled and did hospitality with NASCAR for a couple of years. Uh, the pandemic hit. My now wife and I have a two and a half year old son. I moved to Iowa and I worked in a furniture store for a couple of years and then I didn't want to do that anymore. So I found Brian and the guys here at Foundry and they welcomed me. And now I'm, I'm honestly just learning every day. Yeah. The art of distilling, the, just the industry of everything about this. I, I take care of people. So I come from hospitality, Chick-fil-A, my pleasure, all that good stuff. So I know how to take care of people. It's now just, okay. Fulfilling the whiskey need, fulfilling the fun this fun aspect about it. Yeah. It seems like a um, kind of a preconceived notion. People think that you have to go to school for distilling or you have to be like major science brain or something. And the more we're talking to that, that's not the case. You know, you don't, you don't have to have any background in whiskey really to be able to get in and be, as long as you're willing to learn it and, yeah. and work with it. Yeah. We talked last week, we talked with Victoria Edie Butler and, now, granted, she she said that whiskey blending and distilling is in her blood because she's from generations of it. But she had just retired from a government job and then just kind of jumped into it. So, yeah, all sorts of backgrounds. I find yeah. that fascinating because mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of our listeners have even said, like, how do I get on the path to distilling? You know, how do I do that? Because they think they do have to go to school or whatever. And most answers we hear is just go to a distillery and see what you can do to get your foot in the door. basically. Yeah. Yeah. Somebody sees you. If they see you enough, they'll, okay, what do you want to do here? (laughs) Um, Can you tell us a little bit about the foundry and just kind of a breakdown and what makes it so unique compared to other distilleries? Yeah. So we started in 2018. We were founded by Scott Bush, the original founder of Templeton Rye, as you already discussed. 
Um, there's a lot of things that make us unique. Uh, we are an industry leader in our uh, co totally customizable spirits. We offer more customization than you'll probably see anywhere else in the country. We've done hundreds of these private barrels, and we always say it's complete customization from grain to glass. And that's your whiskey. We just get a little sticker on the back, you know. Yeah, there's a lot of customization, like Brian said. Like there was one one group that we did a project for, and they literally took their like square footage of a building that they had just constructed, their construction company. They took their square footage and split it up, you know, sixty percent this, fourteen percent that. So it some people are just as wild as okay, we'll take these numbers and we'll throw them at, you know, corn wheat and all that stuff or other people will take just okay i like x whiskey can we can you make that for me and then me and my wife we were we were married in 1995 can you make it a 95 proof like there's a lot of different things you can either have it at cask strength you can choose whatever proof like we'll bring in we'll sample the barrel as it's going and just kind of you're along for the ride just like we are um but then also on the flip side, we have another program. So if you don't want to wait a year and a half, two years, we've got five or six house blends that are ready to go. You can tell us, you know, okay, I like a bourbon. So, okay, we've got a bourbon perfect for you. Try it, make sure it's cool. And if you give us the label and to, you choose the bottle, you choose the color of the cork, you choose the even the heat shrink enclosure <laughs> so everything like literally wow. all the way down to the to the plastic heat shrink enclosure you choose it and you can have your product up to 200 bottles in 90 days so wow. there's two different paths that you can mm -hmm. go down depending mm -hmm. on what time structure you're on or just whatever you want to do honestly yeah and i think that was something that we were gonna bring up um the two different paths one being the private barrel or the it's, legacy estate, estate legacy, legacy. Is that what the other mm -hmm. option is yep. yes yeah. okay one of the things i wanted to ask is do you work a lot with scott bush oh or, yeah yeah what, what is yeah. what's it like working with him or how, what is his role around the foundry <laughs> um so he is the owner ceo like mm -hmm. he is ultimately the head mm -hmm. um we've got a i don't know if you guys will have a picture or video of it but our our floor of the distillery is open, very open. Mm -hmm. And we've got an up top area that's basically Scott's office and it's glass walls around in the center of the floor um, on like a second story. So he can see if he wants to look out. Um, yeah, he, can, he sent us text messages. Okay, it doesn't take three guys to, to blend to get some proof down. But not, like ultimately he's he wants everybody to succeed. He wants yeah. He wants the company to do well. So um, he can check in with us. He doesn't have to, he doesn't hound us mostly mm -hmm. about, you know, little things. He sure. kind of lets us handle most of our own stuff. But at the end of the day, it's, it's a fun and cool place to work. It like yeah. you're dealing with whiskey and spirits. It's, yes. There's a lot worse places to be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And a lot worse people to be around. So, yeah. All right. So we walk in here and we saw this giant still, and I know we talked about it last time we were here. Can you talk a little bit about it? I mean, because it's it's really cool looking. It's we talked, beautiful still. <laughs> yeah, and it's huge. And we're going to throw a photo up on Twitter and on YouTube of it before we take one before we yes. leave. Don't forget. <laughs> that's, that's my job. I'm but, on. <laughs> um, yeah, can you talk a little bit about that? Because it's pretty unique, right? 
Yeah, so that's our uh, 30 foot, 21 tray column still. Uh, that's one of the largest operating craft co uh, column stills in the country. Wow. Yeah, so it basically to kind of describe to you what column distillation is, I mean, everyone kind of has this idea of mm -hmm. distillation with, you know, a pot still. You know, it's got like the little crooked arm and you just collect a bunch of booze and a vat and then you do that over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like what we call batch distillation. Okay. So the difference with where the column still comes in is it's called continuous distillation. So we're constantly feeding uh, four and a half to five and a half, somewhere in there, gallons per minute of wash into this column. And we're constantly pulling uh, that distillate off, off the top. Okay. Hmm. That's pretty interesting. It, and it, it is really cool looking. So it, obviously, if you're in around Iowa, make sure you come check it out because it is really neat. And do you do, do you guys offer regular like tours for anyone who comes here or how does yeah, absolutely. If you go to our website, you can book a mm -hmm. distiller's tour with us, which is super fun. Um, basically, we just walk around the distillery <laughs> and tell you what you see and then feed you some free booze. Yeah. Yes. So Brandon gave us a, a tour the first yeah. time we were here. Was that the official tour or does it, is it more... I don't know. Is there a more official or did we get the official tour? That's pretty much the official tour. That's yeah, the official tour. We each got one it. of us. It was a good tour. Yeah. I'm not saying it wasn't a good tour. <laughs> each one of us kind of gives a different kind of mm -hmm. tour because we're all kind of different what we pick up on specifically. Mm -hmm. So I might hone in on some of the architecture of our building, but also a specific part of like our spirit safe mm -hmm. where Brian will get more of like the scientific column still explanation i know he didn't go to school for science but like he's he's got the brain for it so he he's very very precise when it comes to the science of everything and one of our other guys he'll honestly every station he'll just give you a sample so <laughs> so depending on what you'll get a good experience just yes. depending on which one you get with us oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> so come here three times yeah oh yeah you'll get a, you'll get a different but fun experience yeah. yes that's awesome Hopefully yeah. the information matches up. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah, two plus two is five. <laughs> yeah, you talked about the architecture. This was an old um, train station, or did they work on the trains here? Uh, like a train uh, depot, depot yeah. yard. Okay. Yeah. yeah, so we've got five um, big garage doors on either side of our building. We share the constructive building uh, mm -hmm. with like a, it's called the hall. It's like a dinner spot. They got... Yeah. Uh, like tap room kind of cool feel. Um, but we've got a big glass wall that divides us. Um, so you can see in either side, but the distillery side, we've got five big garage doors. That's where they would pull the trains in. Um, and they'd work on them. And there's a big turntable in the middle. It's over on the hall side in the dinner spot. And they've actually still got a glass floor where you can see the train tracks that they cool. actually used to spin the trains around, shoot them out the other side. It's an old building, I think late 1800s. Mm -hmm. So the room that we're sitting in, actually, we call it our speakeasy. We set up a bar, a really cool, like intimate spot. But there's areas on the wall where you can see, like this used to be the furniture room. So you can see like soot and where, like honestly behind me and Brian, behind the TV, there's like a darkened spot of the brick <laughs> where there was what we suspect a fire some time yeah. ago. So a lot of character, a lot of stories, if we could get them out of the walls, <laughs> it'd be awesome to hear. For sure. 
yeah, we'll post some photos on Twitter, YouTube, all that stuff. Yeah. Because it is very For unique. Sure. Um, so I got to ask you guys offer basically, I, it's the most customizable experience I have heard of anyways. What's the most unique request or strange request that you've had from somebody? Man, that's kind of tough. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I would probably, one comes to mind. It was a uh, cinnamon and pineapple tequila. Oh, wow. Oh. That's different. I don't know how I that feel was, about that. That one was certainly interesting. Uh that one was maybe a touch outside of our wheelhouse, yeah. admittedly, but uh, I think we nailed it. I was going to say, how did it turn out? Are you a tequila guy? I am. I, okay. I like all spirits. Okay. You know, they can all be done well. And, uh, yeah. No, that one, honestly, it probably wouldn't be what I would choose personally, but yeah. no, I thought it was great. Yeah, because you guys do um, not just whiskey, but vodka, tequila. Is there any others? Do you do rum or gin or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah, all ba of it. Yeah, basically, okay. if you can distill it, we can make it. Nice. Cool. Yeah, and we've got like our a normal like botanical gin, mm -hmm. but a lot of times if people come in here and we're like, hey, try our gin, they're like, eh, I'm not really a gin person. <laughs> Sure. We've got a barrel-aged gin that will knock socks off. So really? if you're not a gin person – don't say you're not a gin person until you try our barrel aged gin because it we do our normal gin, but then we finish it off in a whiskey barrel. That sounds amazing. So it, it yeah, gives it off more whiskey vibes than gin, but it's it's very good. Very good. You would like that because yeah. you like gin and I like, whiskey. I do. We can we can try it here at the end too. <laughs> right. So we've got a bottle. That is awesome. So one other thing I wanted to bring up is another unique thing about the foundry is your collaborations, specifically with the Brewer Distiller Alliance. How did that all start? So what a lot of people don't really understand is to make whiskey, you basically start by making beer. So it was just kind of this natural partnership that for some reason, no one was really doing yet. And Scott really had this great idea. That's kind of one of the first things he really wanted to focus on when he got here. And the first partner we had was actually Stone Brewing in San Diego. <laughs> and basically he called them up, got on a plane, had a meeting with them, and they were just like, yeah, we're in. <laughs> nice. And from there it's blossomed into, I mean, we've worked with something like 20 breweries. Wow. So all kinds of small or smaller local ones uh, around Des Moines and in Iowa, we've worked with like Confluence and Exile. Mm -hmm. Not that those are small breweries. Um, Barntown, uh, I can't even remember all of them. The, the list goes on and on. Mm -hmm. And then we've worked with, you know, nationally known breweries like Surly, Boulevard, Left Hand. So Nice. What are some of your current Brewer Club whiskeys that are available right now? So right now we have available the uh, Surly Axeman that's mm -hmm. made from uh, Axeman IPA. Uh, we have the Six Glass that's made from boulevards belgian quad okay. and then honestly one of my favorites that we have currently available is the stone imperial whiskey uh that's a cast strength whiskey made from stone imperial stout Ooh, i bet that would be good that does sound awesome. awesome. <laughs> um do you have any set to be released in the near future that you can talk about or any that you're working on, if you they're can't like, talk about it. Yeah, if you can't disclose, that's fine too. But is there more coming? Is there more coming? Yes. Uh, <laughs> there is a very popular iteration uh, 
that we are actually going to do our first bottled and bond brewer distiller alliance whiskey uh that will be coming out by the end of the year but i think for now we'll just kind of it's it's on the down though we'll keep that one just just a little bit of a secret (laughs) i love yeah i love bottled and bond whiskey so um absolutely excited about that Kind of backing from the foundry to back to you guys, what do you guys enjoy about uh, distilling and working at the distillery? Um, I think just being able to learn a craft and hone in on a craft, um, whether it's, you know, getting temperature and pressure on the column still right and letting that run for, you know, the 16, 20 hours that it needs to for a full batch, um, or it's figuring out, you know, somebody, the, the proofs that some people would like to try Mm -hmm. their different barrels at. So, you know, walking somebody from, okay, cast strength or 125 proof, here's what it would taste like at 195, 90, 85, 80. And there's different, different, um, flavors and finishes that come Mm -hmm. off depending on where you're at walking down. So just, seeing where those flavors and um, finishes and even aromas, some, some aromas will hit you at a hundred that won't be there at 80 and vice versa. So just seeing the art mm-hmm. and the, the creativity that you have, the freedom within just a glass of whiskey to somebody, but there's a lot of freedom to somebody that's like us yeah, <laughs> that has the, yeah. that honestly can, can work it out, can, get it to where it needs to be and present it to somebody. And that's the greatest gift that they got. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. You know, I just, I was never meant for an office. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I figured out pretty early that that wasn't really my cup of tea. I, I like being able to be active. I like being on the floor. You know, I, I like working with my hands and I, I every day is like a little challenge. Mm-hmm. Like there's, there's always something new. Like j- as soon as you think you've seen it all, you get hit with something new. It's just like, okay, now, now a new problem to solve. How are we going to get past this one? And then just there's something really special about really being able to see this product that brings people such joy and happiness, like taking that from conception to end. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's, it's just really a cool feeling. Yeah. What's okay. the, the favorite whiskey that you've made here? Cause you guys, you get to try, everybody's requests as well right mm-hmm. okay so what's the favorite thing that you've worked on or gotten to try might have to go back to that stone imperial whiskey really honestly that's th- th- i think that's one of the best products we've ever made nice that product is amazing yeah yeah i like our um our 99 corn bourbon we've got a a 10 year a 10 year um bottle Mm-hmm. What in the world is going on my watch? It's crazy. It's dinging like crazy. I don't know. Oh, sorry, guys. Um, but we've got a 99 corn, 10 uh, year age bottle, uh, group of bottles that's on our on our shelf for display and retail. Um, but I I just love how sweet it comes across. Mm-hmm. You can sip it straight. You can sip it on rocks. Put it in a coke. It's it's a very versatile very versatile whiskey or bourbon. It's, it's very nice. It's my favorite. Nice. I did think of one thing. Yeah, go for okay. it. <laughs> well, us being old fashioned football, you guys have an old fashioned on tap and that I think has to be one of the first 
I've tried in Manhattan on tap before. So yours is the first old fashioned on tap and it's really good, but it made me wonder like what goes into like making one of those ready to drink drinks and having it on tap. Like how, what is that process for you guys? Yeah. So, I mean, that's definitely kind of a, a new, I guess, I don't know how new it is, but it's mm-hmm. definitely uh, becoming a much more trendy thing to have like these batched cocktails on draft. Mm-hmm. You know, it's at the end of the day, it's, it's still a handmade cocktail. It was just handmade 50 at a time yes. before anybody got there. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, there's a little bit of a, of a difference, you know, it took us a couple of tries to kind of figure out how the recipe would play. If it was sitting in that keg, it it took us a couple of tries to figure out how to like dial in the gas so that we weren't accidentally carbonating the beverage, (laughs) things like that. But uh, you know, at the end of the day, it's an old fashioned. Yeah. Yeah. Does it change over time as like you sits and marinates? Like, yeah. Does it, do you find that? I don't know. They never sit that long. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) Pretty easily. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Well, should we do some uh, whiskey tasting? You got whiskey. You're teasing us in front here. So. Oh yeah. So we've. So usually, if we bring a client in, we'll have like our private barrel club. That's what we have our 90 day, mm-hmm. quote unquote, kind of ready to go options. Um, so we blindly label them. Uh, us here at the distillery, us working, we know one, two, three, you know, so on. Sure. Um, but we we present them to our clients blind so that way if somebody's, okay, I don't like rye. Okay, we haven't tried this. You don't know what it is. But if it's your favorite, you're a rye person now, yeah. honestly. <laughs> yes, so just kind of unbiased opinion of people coming in. Okay. So uh, one through five, both of y'all choose a number. We'll choose a number and then we'll try we'll try those. Four. I already knew you were going to take four. 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 Okay. <laughs> Brian, you got a number? I mean, I know what they are. Yeah. So All right. Well, <laughs> well, Justin, you choose another number. Yeah. So uh, we got I'll four. Four and two? Yeah. Okay. That's Deal. What I, was pick <laughs> I believe that's what DJ Moore is wearing with the Bears, and that's his number. So that's why I picked two since Brandon's team gave us DJ Moore. <laughs> <laughs> Rubbing it in more. Yeah. <laughs> so we got number four first. What do you smell? Whiskey. <laughs> That's always and my answer for to, whiskey. <laughs> I learned this from Brian, um, but to get the proper aroma mm-hmm. of a whiskey, uh, a lot of like wines will swirl and whatnot. You don't really need that for whiskey, mm-hmm. but sure. when you're when you're like smelling it, have a little like your mouth open so that way it can yeah. go in your nostrils. And a lot of that alcohol, like that stronger stuff that'll like burn your nose here, mm-hmm. it has a way to get out. So that way you really get the meat of the smell, the scent, the aroma to come through. It's interesting because we just learned that last week. And I, yeah. I never I've knew never, that. Oh, yeah. 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 I can't pinpoint what that is in our smelling. It's really good. You have a better nose than I do. Mm-hmm. So. I have al- it's allergy season. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm very stuffed up. <laughs> we do a, like we do a team tasting every other week mm-hmm. and like we'll invite some people in sometimes. Some people will be like, hey, I want to do that. A couple of weeks ago, I had allergies hit me in the face and I, <laughs> I was talking like this. Like, it was bad. It was so bad. So Brian was doing his normal thing, finding the scent, finding the aroma, do it, like really diving in, doing the, doing the Lord's work on it. And I'm just like, 
I don't have that available right now. I feel so bad right now. It's so bad. Well, what do you smell since you asked me? There's something like almost sweet, but yet. Oaky. Oaky. Yeah. That's what Oaky. I get. Oaky. It's like a sweet wood smell. I always say we're not whiskey sommeliers. So sometimes <laughs> I'll like pick out a uh, flavor or scent and she looks at me like, uh, no, <laughs> but I do think but everybody everyone, probably everyone kind of tastes things yeah, differently probably picks too. Out different stuff. We were drinking one a couple of weeks ago, and I said it's like if it was a um, a warm melted Milky Way. That's the thing that just kept coming to my head, and she's like, "What? No? Oh <laughs> yeah. Like, well, that's what I'm getting. <laughs> yeah, like a little bit of caramel, a little yeah. bit of nougat, almost, in, yeah. in whatever you're having. Yeah. yeah. So do we get to know our options of what's well, what? Hold on. No, wait. No. Is this a higher proof? This one actually is a little higher proof. Okay. I could tell. You, you could? can tell that. It's really warming. There's a little bit of burn right away. Just right. Maybe. So I any, also am sunburned. Really sunburned from this weekend on my face. <laughs> so maybe my lips are just a little. <laughs> um, but no, it feels a little burn right away. I think my lips might be. I, was say, I don't get any. But... <laughs> You tend to get more of that sometimes. Um, see, I thought it was pretty smooth, though. Mm -hmm. It's very smooth. I'm holding it in my mouth to try to see. What you taste. Mm -hmm. There's a sweetness there. <clears throat> I get it. I don't know. I always find sweetness in whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> but I can't tell what it is, though. I can't tell. Yeah, do we get our five options and then we guess This is. Them, I'm going to say this is, <laughs> this is not a rye. You are correct. Yeah, okay. it's not a rye. <laughs> And the five options are different styles of whiskeys, right? Yes. Is that, okay. It's really hard. It's until... not a bourbon. No, I, I was thinking. Is it, it a was... bourbon? It's a bourbon. Uh -oh. <laughs> <laughs> it does have the oakiness that you get. I guess a bourbon it does. And, yeah. But you said so then it's is that is that grain then? Is that corn? It is a lot of it actually. Okay. I think that's what I'm smelling. Corn. Kind of, yeah. <laughs> I am. Did you do your three tastes? I did. Okay. She does the three taste rule. Because <laughs> you taste have... it more. We, your first taste, it's like everything hits you. You have to have a second taste. And then the, by the third, you're really for you're me. You're used to it. Yeah. You can taste everything. Mm -hmm. That's how I do So it. do you want the big reveal then? Yes, what's yeah. the big reveal? So that is our five-year 99% corn whiskey. Okay. okay. That's one you're saying you really like, right? Oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. That's, that's what we call our uh, our classic American bourbon. Okay. Classic so bourbon. So yeah, definitely going to get a little bit of sweetness from that corn. That's mm -hmm. that's that high corn coming through. Uh, nice smooth oak. Yeah, that's just like a real easy sipper. Yeah, uh, nice sure. vanilla finish. Super yeah, smooth. Nice. It is a little bit higher. It is actually it is. one of the higher proofs that we do. Mm -hmm. That's ninety one proof. Ninety one. Okay. okay. Yeah, it's very smooth. Very smooth. I like that too. That's mm -hmm. good. This is number two, right? Correct. All right. This is darker. Is it darker? I like the color. I don't know. My other one's gone. I know. <laughs> it's darker now. <laughs> yeah, that's got a, a rich, sweet smell. It does. It has a, I have to do the trick. <laughs> we joke, joke around like when we do these pods, we edit all the tasting like pauses out because you're just sitting there with like dead <laughs> air <laughs> all you hear in the background is just creepy <laughs> <laughs> breathing <laughs> there was one i did on my own because you were really sick and mm -hmm. i didn't have anybody to fill in 
and I'm sitting there like tasting it. And so it's like, so what I smell is, and then I describe, and then I'm tasting. And I'm like, sorry for the long, awkward pause, but Miranda's not here to talk while I'm doing this. <laughs> no filibustering. Right. It's completely different, mm-hmm. but also very good. Yeah, that's the nice thing about our um, our options. They're all very different, mm-hmm. but they're all delicious. Yeah. So you're not going to get like, you might get little hints of like, oh, this kind of has a little bit of what, you know, number four had, but it turns on you and it, it takes you down another mm-hmm. road. So yeah. like, there's nothing duplicate yeah. about what we do. Is this the rye? I was, no. no, but it's finished in something. Is it you finished in something? <laughs> nope. Also, no. no. <laughs> Some sort of experts we are. <laughs> hey, we just drink. We're not experts. We just we drink just it. We just love it and try. Same. Yeah. You know, it's cool, sure. but even when we get people in here, I, I think they're almost surprised at how different mm-hmm. the five offerings can be. Because, mm-hmm. you know, people kind of think like, well, how how different can whiskey be? It's like, well. Try these five very different yeah. ones back to back and you'll find out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is night and day different mm-hmm. in flavor for sure. What are you tasting? It's, it's, um, I don't know if thick is the right word, but it's got more. There's a lot of flavor right away. There's like I don't texture. know how to explain it. Yeah. The flavor. We say body. 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 There you go. There yeah. You go. It's a full body. A, a, a liquid is not thick necessarily. Full it's not like it's whiskey. syrup, but it, yeah. <clears throat> There's not a bad way to describe it. There's just like the uh, pretty label version of how yes. you describe it, right? <laughs> yeah. The, the romance language. Yes. People don't like to hear that their their whiskey is thick. <laughs> <laughs> you got any guesses? No. No. <laughs> it's. I would have thought that it's. Okay, so what am I tasting? I can't figure out what I'm tasting. So I, I just have to relate it to other things I've drank. For whatever reason, it drinks similar to a weeded bourbon to me. Is that? Wow. Heck he's, yeah. He's close. Am I? Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it tastes like a weeded bourbon. Is that? Are you getting that now? When you say it. When, yeah, I know. It's, I, that's the power of I, suggestion. I know. It is. There, it's there. Because that's why I like the blind tasting. Yeah. Then it's like you just have to. We need to do this more. <laughs> we should, yeah. We're always prepared, like with what we should taste. Mm-hmm. I don't always taste what we should taste, but <laughs> yeah, it influences you. Yeah, when you read, oh, the flavor get, profiles yeah. this. It's like, oh yeah, I do get that because <laughs> you just read that you get that. Like, yeah. <laughs> Are you ready for the reveal on this yeah. one? It's not a it? weeded bourbon, though. Well, we kind of set you up for failure on this one. <laughs> That's fair. This okay. this one's pretty tough. Yeah. You were uh, you were right on with the wheat, though. Yeah. Uh, this is malted barley and wheat. Okay. So okay. it's not a weeded bourbon because obviously yeah. there's no corn. Yeah. But yeah, this nice. is a pretty unique one out there. Definitely yeah. like a nice nose of uh, yeah. uh, like banana bread and clove. Yes. Uh, it's going to have like a nice flavor of caramel, like almost like vanilla ice cream. Yeah. I think because of the flavor, like as I was almost second guessing when you said Ryan, because I didn't want to say Ryan and be wrong because I really like Ryan. <laughs> um, but I, I think because of the flavor. Well, now that there, you say banana, that's all I smell. It's and like banana bread. Kind of, Power yeah, of suggestion. Clove. Right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's all I get from it now, though. <laughs> smell it again. I know. I, that you is, get it? Okay. That's all I, I smell. It's way sweeter smelling, too. Malted barley, barley and wheat. Yep. Wow. That's really good. That is really good. 
I don't know if I've had something that's malted barley whiskey, but that's a really unique flavor profile. Yeah, very unique. We that's what we do here. Yeah, we're very <laughs> unique. Um, and since you guys have been awesome to us, we're gonna sample some of our barrel aged gin. Oh, sweet. Yeah, <laughs> so we'll get some of that rocking. Yes. This one's the gin. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah, this is our barrel aged gin. This. So it's it's used after a full whiskey has been aged and mm-hmm. and harvested. Do you guys pick a specific whiskey for or a specific whiskey barrel, or is it just any that are available? Um, it depends. Um, <laughs> yeah, it just depends. Honestly, it depends on either what we have available or uh-huh. if say you guys wanted to do your own uh, barrel and you wanted to age it out for the year and a half, two years, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, but then whatever your mash was at the end, you said, okay, we want to do a gin as like a second fill. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'd give you 10% off of what your original barrel was. And then we'd refill it with our house gin yeah. and age it uh, probably four to six months, depending on how it, how mm-hmm. it goes and mm-hmm. all that. So yeah, it just depends. It's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Like you could, yeah, do your whiskey, create it, and then this and is then my turn gin around and yeah. yep. age a different yeah. spirit in it. Oh my goodness. Yep. So, say you guys did a uh, wheated barley. Mm-hmm. And so you guys did that, and it's got a completely different mash bill than, say, a 99 corn. Yeah. So you get a different flavor profile on the back end of the aging or like the finished off gin than mm-hmm. the next person. So, it's really cool. It kind of, it's a fluctuating taste or yeah. whatnot, yeah. but it, it's still money mm-hmm. almost. Yeah. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah. It is good. Um, our friend Haley would really like this because she really likes gin. She's mm-hmm. trying to like whiskey because her husband's a big this whiskey. This could be her, this her could be stepping the, stone right. to whiskey. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I, gin gets such a bad rap. There's a lot of people who had some terrible bottom shelf London dry gin 20 (laughs) years ago and just assume that that's all the gin was. Mm -hmm. But there's kind of been a resurgence of gin, Mm -hmm. especially in the American market. Mm -hmm. Um, With uh, American distillers have kind of taken a little bit of a different approach. It's been a little bit more neutral. So it's not like the like sucking on a pine cone that you might be used (laughs) to. a little bit more citrus balance, not quite as, as strong of a flavor. And then you take our barrel aged gin. So, you know, like that, that dry gin, like almost coughing after effect. Yeah. Our, our barrel, the, the barrel aging really kind of like softens that, gives mm-hmm. it like a nice vanilla flavor. So it's just really kind of a smooth, yeah. delicate yeah, finish. I don't ever drink just sip on gin, but this is you like, it's this. soft. Like yeah. you said, it's soft. It would be. I, I actually use this in my old fashions. Really? Yeah. Oh, wow. I just sub uh, bourbon. Or I sub mm. out the bourbon for the barrel aged gin. That sometimes. would be interesting. Yeah. Try. I feel like because the gin, I know it's not a sweetness, but it's got a little bit more sweetness to it. You wouldn't need like um, sugar or simple syrup mm-hmm. or however you make your old fashions. You wouldn't necessarily need that. I feel like you could just use this in its place because it's got that sweetness to it. That's mm. good. 
This is only the second gin I have liked, uh, for the record. <laughs> Not a big gin guy, but I do like this. What was the first? The first one was Grace O'Malley's. Oh, that's oh, there you go. That yeah. I mean, that's good, but it's very junipery. Yes, it is very very junipery. Juniper yeah, yeah. We did a. Uh, we just started a new batch of gin last week, and mm -hmm. you know, getting the. Just getting all of the botanicals just mixed and all that stuff. It I used a blender to to mix up the seeds and whatnot. And mm -hmm. just the aroma that filled the whole distillery for about three hours was oh, everybody that walked in there like, holy shit, what are you guys <laughs> what are you guys making back here? This is awesome. Right? Yeah. So yeah, it was it was awesome. I think we used about 14, 18 pounds of fresh botanicals across wow. the board. Yeah. So yeah, I was purposely not here that day. <laughs> I skipped out to go golfing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so these five, um, if somebody does the the legacy, right? The estate legacy options, they can choose from these five. Is that correct? No, that's the private. That's, that's the private. That's so yeah, our our, leg private. our legacy program is the the program where you build the mash Major. bill, you okay. you watch the barrel. Every yeah, you you let it age the two years or however, okay. and we'll we'll invite you in. We'll sample. You know, once it hits that one year, one and a half, mm -hmm. we'll start sampling pretty regularly. Okay. So some people might be ready to pull and bottle at a year and a half. Somebody, you know, depending on the mash bill and how the oak and everything mm -hmm. mixes, mm -hmm. it'll be ready to pull at two years or you know whatever you feel is necessary. Do you but have then, people go longer than two years? Uh, yeah, we've had somebody go three, three. honestly, pretty recently. We just harvested one that was from four years ago, honestly. Okay. So it, it just depends on what, honestly, what you want. Yeah. So it's, it's a customizable all the way down to how long it takes. So if you've got time and you want to let it go, let's roll. Yeah, <laughs> let's go. When you go four years, do they lose some? Is it angel share or does it not? make much of a difference in the bottles i mean you will lose some yeah i mean there's that's unavoidable mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. you know it really comes down to you know what what's what's the spirit you want mm -hmm. and especially with something like this it, it's already so unique yeah and it's so cool don't sacrifice a few or don't sacrifice taste for a few bottles. Right. It, yeah. it, that's what i always tell people yeah no, i agree so this is i had to mix up the private and people can go to your website and order a sample pack of these, correct? Yep. If you yeah. go to myprivatebarrel.com, uh -huh. uh, it will show you some of our favorite labels, kind of give you an idea so you can kind of visualize it. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can order samples right from that website. We'll ship okay. the samples to you. Uh, they come with instructions what to do next. And yeah, it's, it's just a great experience to have yeah. like a group of people get together, mm -hmm. pick your favorite whiskey and mm -hmm. let's roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And piggybacking off of that, I know we're, we're talking with Sean yeah. right now with the network, trying to get something rolling for, you know, before football season starts. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. even though it's a couple of months away, now's the time to start working. So we're trying to work on getting whatever, whatever they decide they're going through this process right now. So yeah. by the end of the week, he'll get me the, you know, what blend they want to go and then we'll work on the label, make sure it's approved. It's got all the warning, like the government label and just make sure everything's approved. 
And then once we get that label printed, we're bottling and product in hand and nice. everybody's enjoying what they got. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> listeners, make sure you bug Sean about you want some SGP whiskey now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 I told him, I said, if you need to send me down for samples, I'm right there. I can yep. go do it. Oh yeah. I volunteer as tribute. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. There's a limited run. So make sure, yeah. make sure when it's available, you get on it. Right. Um, so when they order the samples, I, I mean, I was kind of playing around with it online looking the the photo shows the bottles that come in, I believe. But what what size are those? I couldn't tell online. Uh, all of our bottles, no matter what the design of the bottle, seven hundred and fifty milliliters. Okay. So your standard. Yeah. Okay. So we've so we've got you know what we call a capone bottle. It's what like a, imagine like a mobster mm-hmm. bottle. It's super curvy, super sexy. Um, and we've got like a herbalist. Think of like the you know, medicine Mm -hmm. type bottles, like the fat stout, super cool. Uh, But then we've also got like moonshiners. They've got like the, they're, they look honestly like a pot still. And then they've got Mm -hmm. the little handle on the side. So just, you know, five different selections, depending on what, what you, what's visually appealing to you and your brand. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, I think this is super unique. It is very unique. And I'm someday, I feel yeah. like we have to do a private bear. Oh, for sure. <laughs> someday. We talked about starting a little fundraiser with our, our <laughs> listeners, seeing we'll if anybody can help us out. <laughs> no. And yeah, we'll do a give, give away some bottles of it mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, but yeah, I, I, it's super unique. I was even thinking of like, um, you've listened to the college experience, right? Yep. So Colby and his brother Nick. Mm-hmm. They need some Damp Brothers whiskey, I feel uh, like. Yes. Oh, yeah. That would be right up their alley. Yeah. Um, I, Colby likes whiskey. Nick really likes whiskey. So that would be perfect for them. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm going to have to get in their ear You're about gonna that. You're going to have to. Yeah. yeah. yeah we've, yes. done, we've done everything from construction companies around town to wedding gifts and, mm-hmm. you know, just a bunch of dudes that want to have their picture on a bottle and they just <laughs> pull together some money and they get yes. their yeah. they get their stuff in order and they they do it so just anybody that wants to be a part of this mm-hmm. can be as long as and i think that as long as they work with us that is such like a unique mm-hmm. thing about the foundry yeah that yeah. anybody can come in and either do their private barrel do a legacy like that's really yeah. neat i in maybe you guys know or don't know but i don't I've not heard of any other distillery offering that option. Mm-hmm. So that's very neat to me. Yeah, if you type in custom whiskey, a lot of times you're just gonna get okay, here's here's our template. Basically, yeah. you get your name on a bottle. Right. How yeah. cool is that? And then you come here and it's like, oh, I get to have control of everything. Yeah. Sick. Okay, yeah. let's do that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean it, it it's not just a marking marketing gimmick for us you know you you go to random kentucky bourbon and mm-hmm. get your private barrel yeah it's still their bourbon and you get a little sticker on the label <laughs> right uh if you work with us it's your product mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. uh we just we get to put our label on the back in a tiny 10 point font you know yeah <laughs> like yes. it's it is your whiskey yeah. yeah we we like to drive home the fact that we are just the guys that make it happen. Like yeah. we don't want the credit. We have a little logo on the bo- on the 
back label usually. Mm-hmm. So when it's when it's up on your shelf or you give it to your friends or whatever, whatever you want on there, if you want your dogs on there, your two dogs are right there sitting on the front of the label <laughs> with their names on it or you know, your company's name or which, your, which is absolutely a real label. Yeah. Yeah. Real label. I just did it. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask that. Was that yeah. Did somebody do that? It's a little yeah. too specific. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. So yeah. listeners can find more information on the foundry on their website, which we're going to have linked in the description of the podcast, the post we put with it. Or if you're in Iowa, stop by. Yes. Stop by the foundry. Yeah. Do you guys have anything else you'd like to add? Yeah, if you're in Iowa, we're like 10 minutes from the Des Moines airport. So yeah. if you got a layover that's more than like three or four hours, dip out, come yeah. over, jump right back. Uh, we're pretty close if you're even just driving through. Mm-hmm. Get a hotel. <laughs> <laughs> we're right here. You're going to have fun. We're, yes. friendly. we're friendly faces. So and It's a neat area, too. Mm-hmm. There's a lot to offer yeah. in this area. Um, did you have anything else? No, good. All right. Well, our, our samples are gone. Going once, <laughs> going twice. Sold. Old fashioned football.